Let us be attentive. O Lord, how magnificent are your works. You have made all things in wisdom. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Wisdom. The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, those apostles who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to none except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Greeks also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number that believed turned to the Lord. News of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a large company was added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a large company of people, and in Antioch the disciples were for the first time called Christians. Now in these days prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them, named Agabus, stood up and foretold by the Spirit that there would be a great famine over all the world. And this took place in the days of Claudius. And the disciples determined everyone according to his ability to send relief to the brethren who lived in Judea. And they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. Peace be to you, the reader. According to St. John, let, let us be attentive. Glory to you. At that time, Jesus came to a city of Samaria called Sychar. Near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, Jacob's well was there, and so Jesus, wearied as he was with his journey, sat down beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. 
Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. You have had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. This you said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you say that that Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, The hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such the Father seeks to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will show us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but none said, What? Do you wish, or why are you talking with her? So the the woman left her water jar and went away into the city and said to the people, "Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ?" Then they went out of the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples besought him, saying, "Rabbi, eat." But he said to them, "I have food to eat of which you do not know." So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him food? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say, There are yet four months, then comes the harvest? I tell you, lift up your eyes and see how the fields are already white for harvest. He who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with him, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of your words that we believe, for we have heard ourselves, 
And we know that this is indeed Christ, the Savior of the world. Good morning. Once I was told the following story about a young Greek-American hiking in the mountains in Greece on a hot summer day near his family's village. He was hiking all day and didn't have enough water with him. He was very thirsty from hiking all day And when he finally came home to his family's mountain village home, he raced into the kitchen where he saw a big glass of what he thought was water on the table. He grabbed the water and gulped it down. However, it wasn't water that he gulped down, but if you can imagine, an entire glass of ouzo. He tried to quench his thirst with the wrong drink. When he desperately needed water, he reached for something that would not refresh him, would not sustain him, would not help him. In fact, this drink actually made things worse for him. Today in Greece, there lives another young person who, as a young man, was thirsty for spiritual growth. He grew up in the Orthodox Church, but for some reason he didn't understand the richness of his own faith. He was spiritually thirsty, but unfortunately he looked in the wrong places to fill his thirst. He slept around, he practiced Hinduism, hypnotism, yoga, used the Ouija board, did witchcraft, and tried all other kinds of occult practices. He was looking to fill his spiritual thirst in all the wrong places. He was looking in the wrong well for water. He was drinking dirty, polluted, and harmful water. In the Gospel lesson today, we read about the Samaritan woman. We hear in her story that she was a sinful woman who knew her own shame. By Christ's own prophecy, we know that she had four husbands, and the man she was living with was not her husband. She was ashamed of this. The Gospel lesson tells us that she came to draw water at the sixth hour. Now, the sixth hour is about noon. This is an important detail. In the hot climate of the Middle East, no one would draw water at 12 noon because it is too hot to carry water back home in the middle of the day. The scorching sun at noon kept people from going to draw water in the middle of the day. Who would want to carry a big heavy water skin or a big jug of water home 
in the hot noonday sun. The Samaritan woman, however, went to draw water in the middle of the day because she was ashamed of her sin. She wanted to avoid other people, so she drew water at the most impractical time of the day, during the heat of the day at noon. Clearly, she was embarrassed and ashamed. The Samaritan woman must have been shocked that Christ, who was a Jew and a man, took the time to speak to her. The Samaritan woman said to Christ, How is it that you, a Jew, ask, drink of me, drink, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? The Gospel tells us that Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. The contact between the two was surprising. An unholy woman spoke with Christ, who is sinless and the God of all. St. John Chrysostom commented on this. He noted that his disciples didn't question Christ for talking with the woman, although she was a sinful Samaritan. The disciples held Christ in respect. They didn't question why Christ was interacting with a, with a Samaritan woman and a sinful one at that. They didn't question Christ reaching out to her. The Holy One comes into contact with an unholy one, and she is transformed. The Holy One offers the unholy one the living water, and she accepts it. She stops drinking the dirty water of sin and begins to drink the living water which Christ offers us. She changed her life in order to receive the living water. How many of us today are like the Samaritan woman? How many of us today turn to other things besides God to be filled? We, have, we, have, we may have, or know people who have, turned to sex, drugs, money, superstition, or the occult to try to fill what only God can fill. The Pew Research Group has documented many things that reflect this confusion and misguided thirst for satisfaction. The research shows that one, may one, that one way we can see this is in the attitudes towards cohabitation before marriage. For example, the Pew Research found that only 26% of people who don't go to church regularly thought it was bad for society when people live together while unmarried. That is, only one in four people who don't go to church often thought that it was bad to live together before getting married or not, or not get married at all. Here we have a sad example of when, when we rarely go to church, values often become secular, not godly. Here we see when people don't receive the living water from God, they try to quench their thirst from the wrong well. They think it's okay to drink dirty, polluted, and harmful water and are not even ashamed of it. The Samaritan woman, however, realized she was drinking dirty, polluted, and harmful water. Although she was not learned in the Bible, as St. John Chrysostom points out, she realized her adulterous lifestyle was wrong. She also realized that Christ could help her. This is an important step for anyone looking for ch to change. She looked to Christ and received the living water. 
She received God in her heart, and God received her. Although she was a Samaritan woman, and a sinful one at that, Christ reached out to her. He offered her the living water. Interestingly and purposefully, both the reading from the Acts of the Apostles and the Gospel reading today emphasize God reaching out to sinners. In the reading from Acts of the Apostles today, the Gentiles who, just like the Samaritans, were regarded as sinful, but were brought into the church. The message today in both the Epistle and the Gospel reading is that the church is not a clubhouse for saints, but rather a hospital for sinners. Both the Epistle and the Gospel remind us and urge us to invite others into this hospital for sinners. The living water is offered to all and flows freely from God. This living water is so abundant that it continues to flow to us today. God's grace overflows barriers like a flooding river to bring us forgiveness and new life. The Holy One comes into contact with the unholy and changes us. God offers us the living water to quench our thirst. Everyone, every one of us, falls short of holiness. Every one of us drinks dirty water. We all sin. We come to church knowing this, but also knowing that Christ offers us living water that will bring us closer to him. The second man that I, whom I mentioned towards the beginning of this sermon was searching to quench his thirst. He turned away from his Orthodox Christian faith. He looked to sexual pleasure. He looked to the occult. He looked to Hinduism. And then he returned to his Orthodox faith. The man of whom I am speaking is the author of the popular book, The Gurus, the Young Man, and Elder Paisios. Perhaps you've heard of that book. It was the Elder Paisios, recently proclaimed a saint, who reached out to the young man to bring him back to God in his holy church. St. Paisios, just like Christ, reached out to someone who got, involved, who got involved with the wrong things. Just like Christ, he reached out to someone who was struggling spiritually and offered him to drink the living water. Perhaps we know someone, perhaps a young person and always a church goer as a child, and went off to college and got into the wrong things and began to drink dirty water. Perhaps that person is like the Samaritan woman or the young man in the book, The Gurus, The Young Man, and Elder Paisios. Perhaps we know someone, perhaps ashamed, perhaps not ashamed of what he did, but needs to be invited back to the church, needs to be invited back to a Christian lifestyle, needs to be invited back to drink the living water. Help us also, O Lord, to follow your example and to find the courage to invite others to drink of your living water. Amen.